video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Anthony. You can join the chat at Spreaker.com. That's where we're live at right now, Spreaker.com. Give me your thoughts on anything gaming related that you've seen. Lots happened over the past week. Give me something to react to. You can also hit me up on Skype, Progress Bar Radio, or you can contact me and leave a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash progress bar. So we had the PlayStation experience, oh, probably about a week ago or so. I've been busy reviewing Devillion, so I haven't been able to be on air for a little bit. And I assume the biggest thing, (laughs) very educated guess, the biggest thing out of the PlayStation experience was the Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer that Square Enix put out there. And I have to say, trailer looked pretty darn good. Were you impressed with it? Because I was. And I was really impressed with the graphics. They looked really, really good. And I don't know if that was PS4 or PC, but whatever it was, it looked good. Now, the thing is, their marketing campaign says, play it first on the PlayStation 4. So I assume it was the PlayStation 4, but it said play it first on PS4. So it's very likely that it will come out on PC. It could even come out on the Xbox One. But I don't know how much it matters which console is coming on, but I have to say, even the gameplay, the little segments of gameplay that they showed looked absolutely Fantastic. Now, if you don't know, Final Fantasy is one of the all-time classics. All-time. It is considered by some to be the greatest game ever. And it's an RPG. It's called, that's a role-playing game. And basically, you take the role of a character, and you play through a story. It's kind of like taking the form of a book and you and you play through it with different gameplay mechanics and things like that. But I have concerns about the characterization from this game that is considered to be the best of all time being remade. You know, you hope when a movie adaption of a book comes out, the character remains true to the book. Let's just throw out Hunger Games, since that's one of the most recent movie adaptions of a book. You hope the main character from the book, you really want that character to be just like the character you saw in the book, right? Obviously, you want the story to kind of remain the same. You just want to see a visual representation. You want to see that everything in your imagination, you just want to see that brought to life. That's why most of the times movies don't do a good job because everybody has their own interpretation of what they're reading. But I feel like characterization of a character in a book, that could be represented pretty well. If it's described correctly, everybody understands who that character is and 
what you'll see. So you hope that comes out good. Barrett from Final Fantasy VII doesn't seem like he retains his original characterization based on what we see in the trailer. He seems too serious. Like, he takes everything so seriously. And I'm like, in the very short time, if you play Final Fantasy VII, the original, for just a short moment of time, and you come across Barrett, he's a big, muscular black dude with a machine gun attached to his arm. He is enthusiastic, he's a little bit crazy, he's goofy, he takes things seriously, but not nearly, it's not a grim type of serious. It's a, okay, this situation is kind of serious, but it's not a, I'm going to make lighthearted of everything. He's just kind of a free spirit in the way he handles things. And you could say that's a problem with localization. With the way America translated what the Japanese were portraying. But maybe Square Enix wanted to change the stereotype for this game. And I'm fine with that in and of itself. But I I would prefer Barrett be what the original was. I don't want him to change. Because that's what made Barrett so cool. A lot of people like Barrett. I liked him too. Because he was just so different than the typical stoic, grim type of personality that, frankly, Cloud is. So he's just nice, refreshing. Everybody else is kind of either that extreme silly type or that personality that should fit right in with that stoic personality. And we're in a new age of entertainment where everything has to be politically correct Barrett in the 90s was characterized with stereotypes of black culture right now people might find that offensive so Square Enix might be looking at this and going well you know we're in a new age which that's perceptive of them that's good considering how the Japanese usually aren't really that perceptive of what's going on in western culture at least in the video games industry so if they're taking that approach Kudos to them being perceptive, but I'd still rather have Barrett stay the same. I mean, would you really find it offensive if Barrett was the same as he was in the 90s? I mean, I could find black people who acted like Barrett. Who's really enthusiastic. Nothing wrong with that. They're wild. They have an enthusiastic personality. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, but that's stereotypical the way he speaks right it was text-based back then but still the way he speaks oh that's just so stereotypical that's offensive i could find white people like that if that suits you but i mean frankly talking there's a reason why it's stereotyped to black people because you find it more in that culture look at the barbershop movies right that is a extreme representation of what you would find in a, a black barbershop that's what you would find it just is what it is very talkative bombastic enthusiastic they talk crazy that is just what it is that's an extreme example but it is what it is same thing goes with the irish you expect them to be drinking right that's the stereotype 
But see, the thing is, in all of these stereotypes that entertainment portrays, and they always take it to the extreme because it's just more entertaining that way, when you see them in their actual element, it's really not that bad. It's not that crazy. Yes, there are samples that are as extreme as the movies or TV shows or video games in this case, but it's never really that bad. But you can look at it and go, oh, okay, I see where they get it from. How he's characterized isn't bad at all, but it's stereotypical, and he's a prominent character. He's not the character, but he is a prominent character. But he's the most exciting character. And I think many of you would agree with me. So I hope Square Enix keeps him that way, but it is a little concerning to see how grim and serious Spirit is in that trailer. That's not, I, that's not what I want to see. I want to see Square Enix make the characters the same. They could change the gameplay mechanics, they could change some of the stuff that's in the game as a whole, leave the characters alone, keep them the way they were. Alright, Square Enix says Final Fantasy VII will be a multi-part release. Is that the is that the uh, start of Square Enix making a Call of Duty out of Final, out of the Final Fantasy VII remake? Call me on Skype, Progress Bar Radio. This song is the Science Wizard Explodatorium by Jake Kaufman. It's on the Strike the Earth Shovel Knight arranged soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. This is Progress Ball.
That is The Science Wizard Explodatorium by Jake Kaufman. You can find that on the Strike the Earth Shovel Knight Arrange soundtrack, available on Bandcamp. This is Progress Bar. My name is Anthony Shelton. There's a trend going on in games where games aren't released in full packages like Call of Duty. But in episodes. Welcome to the chat, Jaeger. Recent example, Life is Strange, you had The Walking Dead, The Wolf Among Us, a lot of Telltale games. Those have been released in episodic fashion. And it seems like Square Enix plans to take this approach with Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I'm concerned about the pricing. There's a quote from Square Enix, and it says, Each entry will have the volume of content equal to a full-sized game. That's interesting. That's good. I would rather have a full-size game rather than a kind of shorter version because Final Fantasy VII, that's a very big game. Even by today's standards, that's a big game. But how many parts will there be? And how much will each cost? That's a little concerning for me because what this looks like is this could actually be disguised as a way for Square Enix to enter the annual business model. It's a little scary. It doesn't sound good. But the thing is, people buy into this model. For the last eight years, Call of Duty has been coming out year after year. The sales are waning, but sales are still strong. People buy into this model. Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed. Sales are waning. They were up after Assassin's Creed Syndicate this year, but... It's still something people buy into. Welcome, El Zorro, to the chat. I've only done two shows this week, so (laughs) you haven't missed much. So this could be Square Enix thinking the yearly model could look good to them from a business standpoint. And you think about it, if Square Enix were to go, okay, Final Fantasy VII Remake, this is our most popular game ever. Let's turn this into something that we can release in parts. Now, they say they're going to release it in parts because if they were to release it into one one big package, then they wouldn't be able to push the graphics the way they want to. They wouldn't be able to put in all the content that they would with one package. So from that standpoint, I believe it. If you looked at that trailer, the graphics alone are reason for them to split the game up because it looks phenomenal. It really does. So I'm fine with that in and of itself. But here's the thing. If each one is going to cost $60, that's a lot of money. But then you put it in the framework of they might release this thing in an annual model like a Call of Duty, like an Assassin's Creed. In one sense, it seems palpable because a lot of people buy into this model already. In another sense, it's kind of disgusting. I mean, would you buy into that? Hit me up on Skype, Progress Bar Radio. Would you buy into that? I think it depends on how good they were. Or how good they will be. If they make it worthwhile, I might. I might buy into it. The only... What was the last time I really bought a game year after year? And I think that was Call of Duty, 
Modern Warfare 4, or Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, and Modern Warfare 3. Those, I think those are the only games I bought back to back to back. I skipped Black Ops. Oh yeah, so no, it's not even, no, yeah. I haven't even bought Call of Duty year after year. I still wait. I didn't play Black Ops. That was between Modern Warfare 2 and 3. I did play Black Ops 2. So, okay, there's one instance. Modern Warfare 3 and Black Ops 2. Boom. Other than that, I'm not really interested in year after year. But that's more so because I wasn't really interested in Black Ops or World at War. But if I'm interested in the next part of Final Fantasy VII Remake, if it's good, then I might actually be interested in the idea. Here's the thing. I have to give Square Enix credit because they're taking a really big risk with this remake. First of all, they're remaking it. To remake Final Fantasy VII, that's already a risk. We're talking about one of the best games of all time. Some consider it the best game of all time. And then they're adding new content to it. They're expanding the world. But they're also taking things away from it that might be familiar to a lot of fans. Big risk. It looks like they're changing the combat style from turn-based kind of action turn-based style to an action RPG type of style. More along the lines of Tales, of Tales of Symphonia or Dissidia, something like that. And then they're releasing it in parts. Potentially even moving into an annual business model. They're taking a huge risk. And usually, with huge risk, there's big payoff. And Square Enix might be thinking, look, we need to take a big risk. We're financially in a hole right now. We need to take a risk. Perhaps going for the annual model. That would be the biggest risk for Square Enix to take. With one of the most beloved franchises of all time. It's already a big thing that they're releasing it in parts. To might to potentially do it in an annual model. Again, I don't have any sources. I don't have anything saying this. I'm just reading between the lines and going, this could potentially happen. And from a business standpoint... The payoff could be huge for them. But if they fail, it could be catastrophic. So I got to commend Square Enix. They're going all in on this. They're looking at the situation and going, look, we're trying to make Final Fantasy VII for a new generation. But we're also trying to bring back some of the same nostalgic feelings that people had who originally played it back in the 90s. And I'm telling you, if it goes this annual model, ooh, it's going to be a big stinker. <laughs> I don't even know where I feel about it. Like I said, on one hand, I might, I, I, I think I would buy into it. On the other hand, I'm like, I could just play the old version right now on my PlayStation 4 and just play it all the way through. Yeah. <sighs> It's a stinker. Again, I'm not saying it's actually going to be an annual model, but the potential is there. Now, if it's not going to be the annual model, how much would you pay for it? I'd be fine with $40 per game. But again, how much content is in it? 
And how long would we have to wait? I don't know that people would want to wait two, three years for the next part. People want to play it. I don't know. I really think they might be pushing towards this annual model (laughs) without really actually announcing that. But it just, to me, it makes a lot of sense. This song is Upside Down Stalagmite by Lifeformed. It's on the Fastfall Dust Force original soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. This is Progress Bar. That is Upside Down Stalagmite. That is by Lifeform. You can find that on the Fastfall Dust Force OST, which is available on Bandcamp. This is Progress Bar Radio 
My name is Anthony Shelton. Azor in the chat says something interesting. We're talking about Final Fantasy VII and how it actually might be turning into an annual business model for this Final Fantasy VII remake. And he says the, that potential catastrophic failure is precisely why they're doing it piecemeal. I made the suggestion that they're taking a big risk by releasing this in parts and potentially doing it in an annual business model, which a lot of people frown upon. A lot of fans and gamers out there don't really like the annual business model, although they buy into it anyway. So Square Enix is maybe thinking, why not follow that model? And I think it's a huge risk. And I think if it fails, it could be catastrophic. But I think it's also safer if they were to do it in just one big release. Why? Because people are going to buy Final Fantasy VII Remake. They're going to. Regardless of what reviews say beforehand. Regardless of what any YouTuber says. They're going to buy it. That game is going to make money. For sure. As long as Square Enix isn't messing up the marketing and stuff. In fact, I'd like to say if they just keep showing great footage and not really saying much about it, that game is going to sell like hotcakes. No matter what. And so Square Enix is going to get all of their money up front if they do it that way. Now, if they release the first episode... That same thing can happen. People are going to buy that first episode. But if that first episode stinks, guess what? They got to have more money to finish two, three, four, hopefully no more than that. And if the first one stinks, people aren't going to be more likely to buy the second, the third, the fourth. And that's cutting into their budget which for them leads to losses and that's the last thing Square Enix needs. Or if they release just one, they'll probably make a profit. And if the and if it turns out to be a stinker, well, they already got your money. And they're back in the black. So for them, it makes sense and it's a huge 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 risk. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's I think it's possible. We'll see what happens though. The song is Show Me That Ink by James Landonel. This is found on the Splatoons album, which is available on Bandcamp. This is Progress Bar. Thank you. 
That is Show Me That Ink by James Landino. Find that on the Splatoons soundtrack. Splatoons available on Bandcamp. All right, Elzoa just keeps on bringing it to me in the chat. I like it. Uh, he says people would throw down their money in a heartbeat for the whole game. Pre-orders would top GTA 5. I don't know about that, but let's just say yes. But episodic release... Releases could completely alienate the entire consumer base. You said it yourself, referring to me. Gamers frown mightily on annual and episodic releases. Also, it reeks of milkage. Now, (laughs) I was also replying to him in the chat. This is Final Fantasy. I completely agree with everything he said. But this is Final Fantasy VII. And people have been basically crawling on their hands and knees begging Square Enix to release a remake. Ever since Advent Children came out, which is a Final Fantasy VII-based movie, and they saw what it looked like with better graphics, that's been the standard. People have been dying for that. And now here's their moment. But if you want it, you're going to have to get it broken up. So now the player has to determine, do I want this that bad? 
And I don't know if anybody has the self-restraint to be able to say, no, because you released it in episodes, I'm not going to buy this. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm sorry. You look at the buying patterns of most consumers, no matter how you feel about it, you end up getting it. That's what happens. That's why games sell millions, because everybody complains, but they end up buying it anyway. I'm guilty. I've done it too. But we end up buying it anyway. In some form or fashion. Whether it's on sale, during Black Friday, during Christmas, day one, any of that. We get it. Because we can't help ourselves. And I just highly doubt. And here's another thing. If it's good, do you think it's really going to matter if it's episodic? If it's satisfactory, do you really think people are going to care? No, people are going to spend the money. Like I said, this annual business model is something that's already accepted. Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, name your game that comes out every year. It's accepted. It's been done for the last 15 years if you want to include Guitar Hero and all of that. It's accepted. Now to call it episodic, that's what the press called it. They said multi-part. But it's already in the minds, episodic. And to split it up in parts, there's no way you could spin that anyway. They understand, you're not getting the full game, you are getting this game in parts. Potentially, I think, on a yearly basis. I think people would pay for that. Zoro says, before that, people were begging for it, but Avent children brought the begging to a fever pitch. Yes, it did. That That is true. But that's the thing. People saw the, people saw the shiny. They saw that glitter. And they said, oh, yes. I want that. Give, give me Final Fantasy VII just like that. And Square Enix is saying, we'll give you Final Fantasy VII, but we're going to do it in a way to repackage it to make it palpable for an age of people who have never played it. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I commend them on taking a huge risk. They're a business that's in turmoil right now. They need something big. And it's going to take something like this to achieve what they're trying to do as a business. The question is, will they be able to market it and give it to us in such a way that we say yes to this? And if it's in an annual business model, broken up, I'm just not sure about that. Azor says, would they spend up to $200 for it? And when you think about it that way, that's an interesting point too. You're you're essentially paying $200 for one game. But each part is its own full game. It's not like Final Fantasy VII broken up in small little pieces and each one costing $60. It's not like that. I don't know. How many parts will it be? Will it be three? Just like when the original came out? Three discs? Each one, it's full game. Will it be four or five, each one huge, 
don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I could be totally wrong. I'm fine with that. I'm just throwing it out there. It's a, it's a possibility. That'll do it for today. You can subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a rating and review if you like the show. Follow on Spreaker live every weekday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Thanks for joining the chat. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you later.